welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Asheville League. So if you're not heading to Homebush to go through that torture on Monday when we play against the Parramatta Eels, then why not go to West Asheville Leagues and have a nice cold beer and a nice pizza from from the restaurant there. So at uh, Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow at patreon.com forward slash Westlife. We'll get to uh, if the guys have dropped any questions and that sort of thing later in the show. And shouts to everyone tuning in now on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. Turn notifications on. Uh, yeah, if you're not on YouTube right now as well, please yeah, head to our Westlife channel and give us a sub. Let's get those numbers up. Tell your friends all that good stuff. Tonight's going to be... Uh, a good one. We've got a huge list. If you're watching on the video now, you see there's a tower of five, uh, five. Well, four, four tough blokes. I'm uh, at the top, but uh, the other four nice, big, masculine men in the show. And I'll start with uh, Mitch. You're our guest. I'll go to you first. So Mitch is from the Cumberland Throw, and I think just about uh, any NRL fan that's been on Twitter has probably seen your fine work. Uh, Mitch, welcome uh, of all all nights to come along. It's a very drama drama filled week uh, for us yeah, West Tigers I've, fans, as it always is. I've certainly uh, certainly picked a good time to come on. With that said, I thought uh, last Easter Monday would have been a good time to come on, and it ended up pretty uh, good for you guys. So, look, I'm hoping um, yeah things don't repeat, but also at the same time, hoping things get a little bit better for uh, my friends who wear the uh, golden black too. Yeah, and uh, I'll go as first coming in from around the corner from my place now. He's now Sydney cider. As how you settling in the Sydney life? Uh, g'day, Josh. G'day, everyone. Just trying to have a quiet day, but it's a bit impossible to have a quiet day when you support this team, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, even when they're not playing, they're killing us. Uh, Rob Bashara, how are you this evening? I'm embarrassed and I'm pissed off and I can't wait to talk about this embarrassing CEO. <laughs> and such was the drama that our beloved Shane Calder, he's coming from his rock and roll room out out west. He's come on to uh, help decipher the our beloved club. Shane, welcome back. The people have been asking for you to come back on. We finally... It took a... Uh, a, a botched Anzac jersey, but we got you. We got you on. Yeah, botched Anzac, Anzac jersey and uh, no work tomorrow. So uh, that's a good one. Good. Yeah, that, that's literally the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> a long, long weekend. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Beautiful. So we will get to the elephant in the room or uh, Operation Dumbo Drop uh, in the room or the Dumbos that are in charge of our club. So if you've been living under a rock and haven't heard yet, the West Tigers last night, they put out their commemorative jersey. They didn't call it an Anzac jersey, which sounded odd uh, to hear that as well. That there was no Anzac name. A few people touted or maybe they're not just running with, they haven't got permission from Anzac this year. And uh, I don't know, but someone in our Patreon asked us if we were the first to tweet this out because someone tagged anything anything of the club now we get tagged our phones the three of us our phones go off all day with people tagging us and anything that happens west tiger so we hear about it pretty quickly and someone told us that 
the imagery in, imagery of the soldiers down the bottom is quite clearly to anyone who knows their military stuff is American. Uh, by they could tell by the gun or something. I'm I'm not big on military stuff. I wouldn't wouldn't have known, but uh, what was meant to be for Anzac Round for Australian, obviously Australian and New Zealand troops. We have gone and found a stock image off the internet and not realised that it's American. By we, I mean the West Tigers, not us. But um, it's created a whole lot of drama. Shane, you're, we've got you back on. I'll let you have first crack at this. What was your reaction when you heard about all this? It just made me laugh because it's for a club that's so under fire, like how did you drop the ball this hard? It just doesn't make sense. Um, whoever okayed it, like they have to get the sack. It's just it's literally that simple. They use a stock image that you can find. Literally, you can just type it in on Google, and you can find the image within two minutes. You know what I mean? It's it's really that easy to find. And to be honest, this is our worst looking Anzac jersey ever. Like this is horrible. Like Tigers Anzac jerseys are the best. The one with the rising sun and the Anzac mm. standing there, that is my favorite jersey of all time. Any jersey that the Tigers have ever put out, that is the best. Last year's was good. But look at this shit. Like, <laughs> what? why would you put that out? Like, just it looks shit. There was rumors that Steady designed it, sent it to the Tigers, and the Tigers were like, yeah, that's fine. Put it up. The fuck do you mean that's fine? No. Like, you design your Anzac jersey. Like, if that's what happened, that's even worse because that's just pure laziness. But, oh, like, I'm just glad that this has come back on the club. I'll be honest, I'm at a point now where I'm watching for the laughs. The games are a comedy. Like, I just laugh the whole time. I just send the boys stuff. What is this? I'm literally laughing from the start to the finish, just waiting for another dumb thing to happen. And it just seems to be happening exactly the same off the field. It's just waiting for another dumb thing to happen, waiting for the higher-ups in the club to just do something absolutely stupid. Like on, like on, um, was it Sunday? I don't even know when the games are now. I just... Saturday. Uh, I don't pay attention that much. But, like, I sat there and watched the game and I'm, I was wondering why Pasco is cruising around and, like, he just keeps popping up. In, in the room, I was just like, what, what are you doing, mate? You're the CEO. Piss off. Like, go sit elsewhere. You don't see other CEOs doing this shit, running around with a polo shirt on. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm fed up with it. It's literally turning into a comedy act. Everyone is laughing at us. If they already weren't. Hmm. Oh, and, they were. Oh, I know they were. <laughs> if they weren't laughing, they are now. Because hmm. only us as a club could stuff this up so bad. I don't think any other club could do this, other than Manly. Our major sponsors, Holman Barnes Group, will be at the next West Tigers game at Accor Stadium for Round 6, which is on Monday, 10th of April. Holman Barnes Group will be issuing free one-year memberships to all West Tigers fans on game day, with your chance to win dining vouchers, West Tigers merchandise, and an exclusive West Tigers signed jersey as their major prize. Holman Barnes Group bringing people together. So to, to make matters worse, the club 
put out uh, put out a statement. As did you end up finding that statement that the club? Yeah, I've got it. Put out. Yeah, do you want to read it out? Um, the one thing I'll say very quickly as well, it's not just the Tigers who are calling it a commemorative jersey. I've just pulled up the Dragons article where they've unveiled theirs, and they're referring to it as a commemorative jersey as well. Um, okay, so the I Dragons. Think that... They are the Anzac game, so yeah. Yeah, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought I'd seen that as well when I like when I saw the tweet come through originally. So it's not just the Tigers. It seems like it's a league-wide thing where they're not allowed to call it an Anzac jersey for whatever reason. So commemorative okay. is the way they're going. Uh, but anyway, the article says, West Tigers remain as committed as ever to making this year's Anzac round match in round eight against Manly Warringah Sea Eagles a respectful and special occasion. The commemorative jersey to be worn by our players for this match has been criticised because an image on the jersey does not accurately depict Australian or New Zealand troops. As a club, West Tigers is deeply sorry if the use of this image has in any way offended anyone. This was never our intention, and we are taking steps to rectify this. We have taken on board feedback from our members and fans, and we will redesign our 2023 commemorative jersey immediately. West Tigers deeply regret any offence the use of this stock image may have caused and remains completely committed to honouring and respecting all those servicemen and women who have and continue to serve. The redesigned jersey will be worn by our team in round eight. These jerseys will then be auctioned after the match with all proceeds going to our Anzac Round Match Day charity partner, Legacy. West Tigers would like our members and supporters to know that as a club, we will continue to embrace the Anzac spirit this year and in years to come. So I've cut together. So Kent and Hooper uh, have gone pretty hard tonight. So I've got a few clips here. Here's Kent because uh, Paul Kent did a bit of research on the story today. So he's him talking about the uh, the writer reply from the West Tigers. In the meantime, what's happened today is uh, we've, I've spoken to the, the Defence Force who uh, have said to us that they, have not, they were not consulted by the Tigers as opposed to what the Tigers said yesterday, that, uh, that they... Uh, that they did not supply any images to the Tigers, that they do have images available if, uh, if they are sought after, but they're not. The Tigers simply went and got a stock image off the internet, designed the jersey themselves and sent it off to Steeden who printed the jersey up. There's also a suggestion in the statement today that, uh, that, that the, uh, sorry, in the one yesterday, that it was purchased under a licence by our official par apparel partner. That's not true. Uh, the fact is that it was actually... Um, sent to a parallel partner student by the Tigers. So there's a, they're a little bit slippery with... Rob, so the club coming out and lying, if, if it, in fact that is true, that's probably, in my opinion, that's worse than getting the image wrong. Of course it's worse. Um, you tweeted this afternoon, Josh, about this, and I commented on the tweet. I'm glad the West Tigers rectified it quickly. Like they've admitted their mistake, they've rectified it quickly. But I also said no one's taken ownership as to mm. who made the stuff up with with getting the wrong photos on the jersey. Then to sit through the beginning of 360 and what I sat through tonight, I've just realised this is just one of the darkest days for the club ever. I mean, there's two, two outcomes to this. One, Justin Pascoe has to stand down. Or two... Justin Pascoe is going to sue Paul Kent for misinformation because if what Paul Kent said is true, 
Justin Pascoe's position is unattainable. I mean, beyond all the embarrassment we've gone through the last 12 years, and in particular seven under Justin, okay, this just made me feel worse than anything. I thought, you know what, I've always called them spin doctors, but they are literally lying to us further to the embarrassment of all the terrible decisions they've made. And then, you know, you go back to the quote that I've been throwing around for the last week. We'll make some decisions that won't make everyone happy, but we do not apologise for any of them. Do you apologise for lying? No, you don't apologise for lying. You resign. You be a man, you fall on your sword, and you get the fuck out of there. And this is what I've been waiting for for five years. And it's going to happen and it needs to happen. It's just, I, I don't know how any West Tigers fan can wear that jersey with pride when one of our leaders is lying to us. And tonight, right now, when he should be out there speaking and trying to defend himself, he's not doing anything, which to me proves guilt, okay? Because mm. a man would go on the front foot and instead he's hiding, as James uh, Hooper said, under his desk in the fetal position. So it's an embarrassing day for, for the club and it's an embarrassing day for the supporters, Josh. And we this just isn't acceptable. And if the men, the other men within the club, like Lee Hadjapantelis, Simon Cook and all the rest of the board don't act on this, they should all go too. I don't care who sponsors the show. That we've had enough of all of them. Okay. This is this is a rugby league organization in 2023, Josh. And and, and we're getting lied to. We can we can we've put up with mistakes, but to get lied to, it's just not on, guys. And everyone should be livid. And instead of DMing me, email the club, ring the club, tell them how embarrassed you are. That, that's what you do. He, he's got to go, guys. If he's not if he's not gone by tomorrow morning, I well, I wouldn't be surprised. But it would just be typical West Tigers, wouldn't it? Uh, you mentioned Hooper. They're talking about this. Is Kenton Hooper? Uh, yeah, on on our management at the moment. Insult. And to me, what it underlines is the fact that the Tigers are as bad off the field and in the front office as they are on the field, which is a very sad state of affairs. Well, look, look, they've missed on so many levels too, Hoops. This indicates, yeah, this is the small problem to the bigger problem. Yeah, this shows you that, is this the only thing that's gone wrong at the Tigers or all these other things that they keep spitting out in the media, all their versions of events with the way that the club's performing, the fact that they keep pressing forward all the time about how well the club's doing financially off the field. They've just burned $75,000 on these jerseys here because you're 150 bucks a jersey, they've printed 500 of them up, sold 100. I don't think you get your money back if you want that, but I'm sure they'll offer that. But it's just, it's just indicative of the club that's just not sitting in reality at the moment. That is just basically... Conjuring events to suit their version of what they believe is correct. And fans have got a right to sit here and say, you know what? We've had a gutful of, of continually you know, being... Mitch, the Parramatta Eels a few years ago, uh, you guys had some issues with, with management and kind of going through a similar... Maybe not... I don't really remember the comedic errors... I don't oh, no, remember. We had, we had some comedic errors. Look, uh, yeah. look, I'm, I know I'm going to be preaching to the choir, but um, Jack Gibson said, you know, winning starts in the front office and mm. that was bandied around at Parramatta Leagues Club for, you know, five, ten years when Parramatta were in the doldrums and, and you, we were very much in your seat and, and you guys were laughing at us as, as we were worth laughing at. And um, 
2016, um, the Office of Gaming and Liquor or someone stepped in and sacked our entire board, um, installed a, an independent uh, board and, and separated the, the leagues club from the football club and a whole lot of things occurred. Uh, but effectively, we got um, proper governance into our football club. Uh, and since then, we've only missed the finals once. Um, and we've been, we went from an absolute on the back page of the paper on Fox League every night embarrassment uh, to look. Uh, what I actually think is interesting is that when you think about our season so far, it's not actually about the Nunn and Five who the, the West Tigers are currently sitting at because if we're honest, the, the Eels are a field goal from Mitch Moses away from sitting on exactly the same record that you guys are. But mm. I, I feel and I, I imagine uh, you four feel and I imagine a lot of your, your listeners do too that there are worlds apart from where the Parramatta Eels are in 2023 and, and where the Tigers yeah. are. And I, I don't mean that as any disrespect whatsoever uh, to you so. guys or your club, but it just feels like they are in completely different universes. And like I said, it, it's a field goal apart at this stage. Um in regards to the latter, um, but you guys very much, as you know, Rob has, has said and, and, and Shane said earlier, there's, there, there needs an overhaul in the front office before you, you're going to get anything uh, on the field. Um, I know you guys, for good reason, were very, very uh, optimistic about coming into this season and if, mm. if nothing else, the, the signings of two you know, generational signings as, as far as off-seasons go in regards to the, probably the best hooker in the comp and one of the best back rowers in the comp, and um, yep. it's the same old story. If that doesn't also point to you've got to get the front office in order before you get success on the field, um, I, I don't know what will. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the difference is you guys were in the grand final six months ago. We haven't made the finals for 11 years. So it's just a, a build-up and build-up and build-up of years and years of going downhill, and then, like you said, we did have hope coming into this year but yeah uh, as i don't know where like where does where does a club go from here oh Blow look, it up and start the front again yeah honestly you you really do have to start from the top the front office so I'm, I'm i'm the architect of solutions i'm sure everyone here has just as good if not better ideas than i do but um honestly you you, you need to start it all again um and you need to get a, a new sense of culture a new uh, sense of pride back in the jersey um, and you need to figure out that you can trust not just the people next to you on the field but the people in the front office. Uh, just got another clip here from uh, Kent Ian and what's his name? James Hooper. So the players, a few people in our comments have mentioned it So, and I think Rob touched on it earlier. So they made the players front up to the media and so here's the players yeah, having to answer questions about a fucking jersey that wasn't even anything to do with them. But here we go. That day jersey was unveiled. You were modeling it. It had two soldiers on the front. Did you realise that they were American soldiers when you put on that jersey? No, obviously not, mate. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not from here, so I didn't realise, really dig deep into it myself. Obviously, the club realised I made a mistake and they're pulling the shirt and, and obviously they get sorted. Were I'm aware that they were two American soldiers when they gave you the jersey and said... Clearly not, no. Clearly not. They wouldn't put it out there, but... <laughs> you know, I don't think they go out there purposely to disrespect anyone and, um, you know, they, obviously they'll, they'll do the right thing and, and, and do what they have to. Um, it was just a, just an error and it'll, it'll be fixed. 
there are some fans on Facebook that um, are planning a protest on Easter Monday. How does that make you feel to hear they're playing protests like that? Yeah, we can see their frustration. You know, we apologise to the fans, but you know, we're just going to keep keep working hard and, and, and doing our best. I've been here for seven years, and you know, Justin's been here. And to be honest, I can't speak highly enough of him. You know, I really do feel for him because, you know, when we talk about sponsorships and all that sort of stuff, and you know, the, the club heading in the right direction, you know, he's he's you know boosted everything. You know, the club's in a really good position. So obviously, if you didn't. Uh don't want to play the game of guess the voice. So obviously John Bateman there and then uh, David Klemmer. Uh, David Klemmer was second and uh, at the back end there was Alex Twole going into bat for Justin Pascoe. Rob? Look, I mean, the, the best way I can put this, Josh, is if we were sitting in Brisbane's position and we're five out of five on the table and the Brisbane CEO came out and blatantly lied about an Anzac jersey, the Brisbane CEO should get sacked. Okay, there's just no dodging this. Our position on the ladder has nothing to do with lying to your fans, not only disrespecting to your members and your fans, you're disrespecting the armed forces, you know, the people who are meant to defend our country and, and fabricating a story about them thinking no one's going to bother to check it is just, I, I can't, I just, there's no, not enough adjectives, Josh, to describe it. I'm, I'm, really filthy about this and I'm filthy that two hours after this has been announced the club still hasn't done anything about it something needs to be done about this it's it's just not on and I'll tell you what they'll avoid that protest if Pasco goes tomorrow there won't be a protest on Monday our our, our fans want to see action we're seeing the same old stuff all the time but there, there's just no excuses there and there were some good other points obviously we you couldn't clip everything Josh but there were some good points made there um, Michael Carriana said, you know, South came out with, with an Aboriginal jersey. They're not going to get Damien Cook to model it. You know what I mean? We had an Englishman modelling a jersey yeah. that's meant to represent Australians and New Zealanders. So I just think the whole whole, whole thing's a joke. You know, as Shane said to you before, everything they do, everything they do is wrong. There's no attention to detail. You know, Hooper mentioned that the blurbs are in the centre of excellence. I mean, we're lucky we've got a centre of excellence so big because we could literally fill it up with every fucking mistake we've made in the last seven years under Pasco. It's big enough to fill all those walls up with his mistakes, you know, from screwing up the ambassadorship, costing a salary cap space, ridiculous signings, stupid coaching signings, you know, and then, and then what's he done in the last week? I mean, he's been in the dressing room with his phone on, which is a no-no. Okay, the footy thing's not the worst thing in the world, being on the field with a football, but the aesthetics of it all and... Like we said, the attention to detail, nothing gets checked. And then, we, oh, sorry, we didn't mean to do this. We didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I, I could go on all night about it. I'd, ra I'd rather hear from Shane. I haven't seen Shane for 100 years. So <laughs> I, I want Shane I'll, to unload on these blokes, mate. I've got they're, one they're last just, clip. They're a joke. I've got one last clip. Do you have, by the way, do you have a swear bet with your mate tonight that you wouldn't not, swear? Not, not tonight. But you know what? I, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm just, it's just coming out naturally, guys. There's no yeah, point yeah. swearing because when you swear, you're, not really making your point, but I'm I'm just I never thought I could get more frustrated than Monday night, Josh. Mm. Like that's what you know. We've won one out of nineteen games. We've lost nine in a row. We're nowhere near Parramatta. Parramatta's looked like winning three or four of those games of the five they played. They've been in the hunt in all of them. You know they've lost in Golden Point. They've won in Golden Point. You, you know they they took Manly to the wire. Like they're they're in every game. They've made semi finals a few years in a row. So when when your footy 
side of things are going terrible, everything gets magnified a thousand times more. The fact that Justin Pascoe keeps saying, well, that's a footy thing and that's up to the coaches. And, okay, if we give him that credit that that's the footy side of things, whose side of things are these stuff-ups? Who oversees everything? If an employee, if I'm the employee and I, I went to Justin Pascoe and said, Holesworthy Army Barracks uh, verified this and it was okay to save my job and Justin didn't check on it or Justin didn't come out and sack that person, it's still Justin's fault. We're all working under the same banner. So I, I just can't see how he dodges this. And and honestly, I cannot wait till he's sacked. I cannot wait. I'm going to be singing on the show when he's sacked. Seriously. I'm going to be singing, na, 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 hey, hey, goodbye. Like, <laughs> I cannot wait. Bit of karaoke. Uh, Kent, so last clip of Kent and Hooper here. So very, very similar to what you just said. The Tigers front office at the moment is a complete rabble. You can go to this jumper. You can go to last year. There was a lot of pomp and ceremony about the unveiling of the $75 million Centre of Excellence at Concord. They stuffed up on one of the walls. They had Benji Marshall winning a premiership with St George Illawarra. How does that happen? So to Justin Pascoe's cheer squad with the pom-poms, who always champion the fact that, oh, no, in terms of the profit and loss sheet, he's doing a wonderful job, he's not responsible for the football department, well, surely this falls under his imprimatur. This is the front office. This is the finite detail that a CEO and the CEOs at all the good clubs are across. This doesn't happen on anybody else's watch. The other thing is, too, is that once again they sent the players out today to basically try and explain it away uh, when it's clearly an administrative problem. Like the chairman and the chief executive, at some point, should have, one of them should have come out and just said, look, we're deeply sorry, we made a mistake, and rather than try and just spin a little bit of truth that they probably hope wouldn't be discovered, that they, that they had checked it out with Holesworthy, uh, they, they sent the players out to, to give their version of uh, what actually happened there. And it's interesting. Right, so I think we're pretty much uh, having this one. Holmes, anyone else got anything before we move on? Just quickly, that really just makes me like Alex Twelve so much less. The way he went into bat for Pasco, like you just don't have to say anything. Just don't fucking say anything. Like I already don't like Twelve. Like I'm already over him. But man, like. Oh. They shoved a microphone in his face. They shoved a microphone in, in those three players' faces, uh, Shane. What do you want him to do, though? I mean, what's he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to sit there and go, oh, you know, Pasco's done really and we well. we don't know what he was right. like, No, no, but what, know. what's he supposed to say? You know, Pasco sucks. I, I can't wait. Until yeah, gets... we don't know what the question is. He doesn't need to say anything. That's, that's just... Yeah. Like, why? Like, go, oh, look, man, I'm not here to talk about the CEO. I'm here to talk about football. That's a fucking yeah. pretty simple I'm... answer. Yeah, like, I, I, I want Justin Pascoe to resign and I want live footage of it from Concord, from the Concord cocoon when he leaves. And I want Dan Ganane to commentate on it. And I want him to say, and there goes Justin Pascoe. Goodbye. <laughs> like he does when he announces a try. Okay. I just want to see that happen. I cannot wait to see the back of this bloke. Righto. So this was going to be our top news story tonight that we're going to talk to talk about. So our women's WNRL team, they announced yesterday that Kezi Apps, uh, Patel Vet Walsh, who obviously she's been a Tiger through and through and an employee of the club now as well. And Sarah Togger 
Tuki. Uh, they're our first WNRL contract signings. As I'll go to you, um, because you're yeah pretty up with the uh, the women's sides and that sort of thing. What uh, a good good start for our squad with the girls. Yeah, these three signings have me very excited for the NRLW. Obviously, there's still a lot of spots to fill. I think that's a 24-player uh, squad, so we're, we're three out of 24. Um, Bo, obviously, is huge, considering she's had Tiger DNA since she got involved with the club um, in 2019 when the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, uh, we got a side in that. Kezi, obviously, a massive part of us winning the Harvey Norman comp last year. Um, good to see her come back. And Sarah is a very damaging prop from the Roosters and a big, big loss for them. So this trio in particular really going to be important for the culture, um, setting an example for the young girls coming through because there's going to be a few of those. Uh, hopefully we can back the three of them up with some more quality signings. I'd love to see the Curtin sisters um, hmm. added to our squad yeah, as well. Come as well, yeah. Test yeah, Danes as well. Tess as well, yep. Friend of the show. Uh, yeah, need, so... Good, need a pinch here from ahead. Parramatta. Good things ahead for the NRLW team. Just hopefully we can keep building a strong squad from here. Righto. On to... So there is actually a game of football this weekend, uh, this coming Monday. This is why we got Mitch to come on the show to help uh, analyse and preview the game on Monday. So team list for the West Tigers. We're playing against the Paramount Eels on Monday at 4 o'clock Easter Monday. Uh, in our back line, so Charlie Staines has been named at fullback. Uh, Asu Kepa'oa and Junior Tupo on the wings. Brett Naden and Stafford Toa in the centres. Adam Dwayhe and Luke Brooks in the halves. Um, Mitch, I'll come to you soon. But... Uh, yes. Rob, Charlie Staines at fullback. What are your thoughts on that, moving Adam back to six? In my opinion, Adam is a six. I know a lot of our fans wanted Adam to be dropped. I I still think he is our best, the best six that we have. And I know I'll probably get hammered in the comments and yeah, feedback for that. But I think Adam at six is still, yeah, our best option. Look, we're definitely struggling you know, one, six, and seven in that department. Um, there's a few things I want to say about that. I, I know everyone knows I'm, a, I'm an Adam fan. I mean, some of, some of his defence hasn't been, you know, very good to say the least. Mm -hmm. But I'm just more concerned about the player management. Okay, like Adam had two games at 5'8". Uh, he had one good game, one bad game, and got shifted to fullback. Okay, uh, Brandon Wakeham won a trial, won two games in the New South Wales Cup, lit up the, lit up the field when he came on against Canterbury and then basically got a few fingers on the steering wheel in his last two games, was told by Sheens that you got as long as you need, got dropped. So now he, he's gone from being a confident player to going back to New South Wales Cup, you know, with his head between his tail. And then you've got Luke Brooks, who for some reason just can't get shifted. So I'm happy to have Adam back, but let's be fair, Adam's, Adam's lost a lot of confidence. The one thing I, I one thing I will say with Charlie Staines, I mean, he's not our number one fullback. I think Staines has moved there just because Staines would be matching matching up against Mike Acevo. I think by having you know someone as big as uh, Kapoa on the wing there, even though he's not fast, I don't think he's going to get run over by Acevo. Like that's a, he's basically been playing a lot of back row for us, so I think that might be why they've gone with Kapoa on the wing. 
And look, Charlie Sainz isn't isn't the answer at fullback, but I mean, he's very safe under the high ball. He has got speed if he does back up. If if somehow we make a break from someone, I mean, Sainz can be there and and you know score a try. But the biggest thing, guys, I, I don't think we'll see Dane Laurie again in first grade. I, I think he's totally on the outer. Um, I, I've I've been very critical of his lack of attempts on high balls. Like let it, he let one drop against the Gold Coast. Uh, he let one drop a couple of weeks ago against North Sydney in New South Wales Cup. He's just on the outer, guys. So I think I can understand why they went with this team, with the exception of Luke Brooks. Uh, the, the forwards look great when you get to them, and the and I'm happy with the bench. But uh, yeah, Luke Brooks being there, not that he did anything majorly wrong last week. He just didn't really play like a five back. It was a half back. It was basically catch the ball and run, and didn't really set up his teammates, but. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see where, where are we going to find points from, guys, with this with this back line. It, generally, the points come from Adam. So we'll, we'll just see what happens Monday. Mitch, there's not... Yeah, look, from a um, West Tigers fan looking in, it doesn't seem like, to me, much to... Like Rob just said, our attack's been pretty rubbish. And, yeah, that, that one to seven... Doesn't get get us excited. Does it? Does it, any part of it put any fear of any type into into you guys at all? Oh look, I um I actually think your wingers are, are really strong. I think Adam Dewey is better at six uh, than he is anywhere else. Um, I I just I cannot explain, and I I mean no disrespect to you know the the natural seven of the West Tigers. I just can't explain why Luke Brooks cannot get a spell in New South Wales Cup. Um, I, I don't. I thought Brandon Wakeham, other than last week, has, has been pretty solid uh, this year for you guys. Um, I obviously, haven't been watching as intently uh, as the other four people on this pod uh, would mm. have been. But uh, Charlie Staines at the back. Look, I, I agree. He's safe under the high ball. Got a lot of speed. Um, I, I don't know what his cover defence is going to be like. If if there is a line break, uh, that would be my concern. Look, I'd, I'd be pretty confident with your two and five. Your three and four, I think you're knowing what you're getting from. Um, I think, as I said, Adam Dewey's best spot is six. Um, I'd, I'd personally, if I was picking the team, I'd have Dane Laurie back there rather than Charlie Staines. And um, look, I, I just I don't know what to say about Luke Brooks. He, he does have talent in him. He just he's just absolutely at the bottom rung of his of his playing potential at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's it's just as bad every week. You know what? A, a game against Para might be the very thing he needs somehow, but. Um, yeah, that's look to to be brutally honest. Outside looking in, the rest of the NRL world doesn't understand what Luke Brooks has to do to to find himself in cup. To be honest, and I hope you don't mind me. I don't. I don't mean to be kicking kicking. You know, oh, you know, you're you're mirroring what ninety nine percent of West Tigers fans yeah uh, are thinking and saying. So uh, our four packs: Stefano and Clem, uh, front row: Appy Corusau, Hooker, Isaiah Papali'i, and John Bateman. Uh, back rowers and Fenua Pole at 13. Shane, as Rob said before, the four pack looks good and they haven't, they've uh, done reasonably well, kind of set set the platform a bit for our forwards. They defended pretty well this year, reason, reasonably well. Uh, yeah, it's a, it is a pretty good four pack. We haven't really got an opinion from you on. Uh, on our team for a while. What are your thoughts on this pack? Clemmer was an excellent buy. Um, 
every single game I watch him, he's making massive post-contact meters. He doesn't even need a run-up and he's still busting through. Like, it's just wild. Um, then on the other hand, you've got Twal, who for some reason is a big fella, never gets a run-up as a forward. He stands literally next to Brooks, gets a ball flat-footed and takes two steps, gets tackled. Um, Stefano's bumping everyone off. Um, last The last game, he was playing really good against the Bulldogs. He was playing really good. Um I really like our forward pack. Um, the only person who sort of is quite disappointing lately has been Ice. He just doesn't seem to have that... Look, it's sort of hard when you've got Brooks trying to put you through a hole that doesn't exist because that's what seems to happen. <laughs> um, he just doesn't seem to look for the ball. I've just noticed Bateman... Bateman backs his abilities. He goes and looks for the ball and somehow he's on the left side creating something. You know what I mean? Like he drifts across the field and he's creating something because he backs his abilities to be able to either score a try or set up a try. And you know what shits me so much is why is a second rower going out of his way to set up play because our halfbacks are not. Like, it's doing me heading. We've got the best forward pack we've probably had. And Brooks, again, is shit in the bed. Like, I actually fucking hate him. I I hate him. Like, I don't even know what else to say. I How he's not getting dropped pisses me off. He's useless. Look at the forward pack you're, you've got running for you. You literally have some of the biggest forwards in the comp and you can't create anything with that. You've got the most time you've had. You've got Appy Corusau feeding you. It's probably the best service you've had ever. What is your issue? Like, I just don't understand it. Our forward pack's cracker. Look at that. Like, as if you can, as any other team, you put that forward pack in any other team, they're the best forward pack in the comp. Wait they till you are see the, the best bench. forward pack in the comp. Wait till you see the bench. These, these people, it's just crazy. Like, it's just crazy. Wakem literally got shut out the last few games because of Brooks again. So it's just, I don't know, it's your time to shine and you shit the bed like every other year. Look at the forward pack you got. <laughs> Does me I'll, I'll throw it a mitt. I'll throw it <laughs> I'll throw to throw to Mitch. Um, yeah, Shane's right. That's an unbelievable forward pack. I just I, I don't even. I think you look at the West Tigers as an opposition fan as sort of a collective one through seventeen. But when you put it up, as you've had here with these sort of six players and six players only, that that's a hmm. top eight, top six, top four forward pack. Bare minimum. That's honestly it could be one of the best packs in the comp. And as you said, if if you've got that leading the charge and in the engine room. Um, I, I don't know how you keep making excuses for the halves. Um, but with that said, you know, I'm, I'm an Eels fan and I'm absolutely terrified I'm going to be eating my words about 6 o'clock Monday afternoon. So yeah, um, please forgive We're me not. for being cautious. <laughs> As like these, this four pack that we're bragging about here, like a, a few people have been critical of him. I know like publicly people are expecting miracles for him. Um, Fanua Polly is 
quite young, so I think we can kind of he gets a little bit of a break. Stefano, in my opinion, I don't know, just isn't quite back to his best, but I don't think they've for a team that's 0 and 5, it's definitely not what's letting us down. No, I, definitely I might, not. Uh, if, if you don't mind, I might jump to a couple of ex eels there. So, Defano, we were devastated to lose him. And, yeah, um, he's, he he's gone on as, as, as well as we thought he would. Um, Isaiah Papalihi, he had a really great combination uh, with our halves last year. And, and I guess the fear, uh, or, or maybe the thoughts of eels fans, was that uh, without that combination, he might sort of regress to the. I guess the New Zealand Warriors version of Ice Papalihi. Mm. And um, look, over the first five games, he, he hasn't found that rhythm just yet. Um, whereas I, I actually remember game one, Isaiah Papalihi, uh, that he played a couple of seasons for us go. He came off the bench and he, he could have been the best forward on the field. So it's just interesting how different environments, um, or at least in this instance, um, yeah. different environments have impacted uh, a player so much. But with that said, the talent's still there, the, the physique's still there, the strength's still there. So um, hopefully for you, for your sake that it clicks pretty soon, just hopefully not on uh, Monday. Sorry, as what were you going to say there? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, the forward pack definitely isn't the reason why I've been losing games. The forward pack, I haven't done like a deep dive into the stats or anything like that yet, but I could tell you right off the top of my head that our meters per game, um, our post-contact meters per game already miles better this season. Um, than previous seasons and it's been shown in our game so far that we've got no problem moving the ball up until we get to the red zone and then in the red zone is where we capitulate spectacularly yep uh rob mentioned the bench earlier so jake simpkin at 14 alex 12 15 joff and gowie at 16 my guy sean blaw not left out of the 17 this week he's on the bench uh yeah straight up he obviously played on Saturday night only because Nathan was out and there was a bit of sh- shuffle with Kepa Owa going to the starting side. Justin Matamua, he's been dropped down to 18th man. And then outside the bench, there's Alex Safar, Brandon Wakem, Rua Nagadkora and Dane Laurie uh, at the 22. Rob, do you see Sh- uh, Sheenius making any changes at all? Uh, I doubt it very much, Josh. I think we're going to go with the side we've named. Um, as I said earlier, it's just going to be a matter of trying to find points. I mean, when you've got, you know, Ice Papa Lee getting more line break assists than Luke Brooks, you know, you've got problems in the halves. Like, like Papa Lee's put Luke Brooks through breaks, not the other way around. So um, I'm just concerned with the Brooks-Lahey combination that we're going to play again with Appy at hooker and two five-eights. We're literally going to have a left 5'8 and a right 5'8 because our forwards seem to be playing a lot of first receiver off Appy and, mm. and the boys are get boys are getting it second receiver. So, uh, look, that bench is good. Happy to see uh, Joffa there. As Aaron said Monday night, he had a great game in New South Wales Cup last week. I, I hear what Shane's saying about Swally, but you know he's not going to miss a tackle. Jake Simpkin seems to be a much better player this year. And I don't know why Sean Bloor was even dropped last week before getting the reinstatement, as I said, Monday night. He, he's actually creating a few offloads. Um, you know, look, we've, we've, we did well against Para last year. And to, to be fair, Brooks had a really good game last year against Parramatta, but he had Hastings inside digging into the line and giving him that space. And, you know, Brooks, he was throwing 20-metre passes to Nofaluma. But, again, with Brooks, I mean, 
just by nature, he's not a confident sort of person. He doesn't talk confidently. He doesn't play confidently. And I think you need your halfback to be a bit of an extrovert and as someone who has that confidence and that confidence rubs off on the team. So, you know, we're going to go into the Parramatta side shortly. And I look at the Parramatta side and there's literally two or three blokes I don't know much about. And I'm thinking we should be able to beat these guys. They don't have their best team. They've got Sean Lane back, but you know, you look at a, a winger and a centre that I'm not really familiar with and a prop I haven't really heard much about. And I'm thinking, hang on, there's a couple of chinks there. But then then I think to myself, how are the boys going to fire up when their coach said we'd struggle to beat the bye? Okay, that bothers me a lot. You know, we're, we're down mm-hmm. on confidence and, and the coach is shitting on us. So, and I know it was a throwaway line and he, and he, didn't, he didn't mean disrespect, but he did disrespect the players. So... I don't know which which team's going to show up tonight. I, I'd just be, you know, if I'm Sheensy, I'm just pushing on their pride and, and passion and just say, guys, you know, this is it. But I'm not holding my breath, but definitely we have the lineup to beat them. That Sheen's comment might be, the, what, the fifth most embarrassing thing that's happened to us the past few days. <laughs> that's, that's sad, isn't it? Like, we had so many, so many bloopers and blunders in the last yeah. three or four days. There's... Too many to mention. I mean, I know we're scrutinised, but boy, we love shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh, On to the Eels side, Clint Gutherson, uh, who's probably still got an imprint of Dane Laurie's head on uh, shoulder on his chest from last Easter. Uh, Sorry, sorry, Mitch. Uh, Mike Sivo and Hayes Dunster on the wing. Will Penasini and Sean Russell in the centres. Dylan Brown and our old friend Mitch Moses in the halves. Uh, Four pack Regan Campbell Gillard and uh, Wiramu Greg. Did I pronounce that right, Mitch? Yeah. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yep. Any any relation to Tony Greg? Unfortunately not. He's yeah. a he's a Kiwi Wiramu. Does he run hard and fast? Josh he does though. Actually, he will <laughs> for about fifteen, maybe sixteen minutes. Uh, Josh Hodgson at hooker. Sean Lane is back. Bryce Cartwright and him are in the. Back row and another old friend. There's a lot of old friends in this side. Ryan Madison, our old mate, he's uh, sat on the sideline. He's paid his. He came back last week, didn't he? Ryan Madison. He did. He was pretty good, yeah. actually. He was pretty good. Yeah. Well, oh, no, he came good. back two weeks ago, actually. He came out round yeah, three. Three weeks of paid leave would, um, Don't start. would do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have all night to shit on that guy. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, Brennan Hands, uh, Jack Murchie, and Oh, help Maka me out. Makatoa. Thank you. Uh, Shane, Rob's already said there are a few uh, chinks in the chain, he reckons, there. Is there. How's this ill side look to you? There are only one win. I mean, as we've said earlier, the eels probably, I know Mitch said they only just won the game that they did, but they also only just lost the games that they lost. So it's still a very good side. Oh, look, whether they have people you know or don't know, like, how can the Tigers go into the game confident? As Rob said, like, you got your coach shitting on you. Like, it doesn't matter who they've got. You're going into the game with a losing mindset. So, look, I, I don't know Sean Russell or the Wiramu fella, but look, they're there for a reason. Uh, Parramatta Eels are a good side. They were in the grand final last year. Like, we're going up against probably one of the hardest sides we're going to verse, especially in these first few games. And 
Like, why why would they be confident? Uh, I think this team, like, I personally think Eels are going to put a number on them. And I'll be honest, I'm sort of at a point where, like, I'm hoping we get absolutely fucking hammered because the pressure's on Sheens now as well. The fire's under him. Um, people can say what they want, but I've stood firm with from the absolute beginning, as soon as we had him come into the club, it wasn't a good thing. Madge gets sacked. He appoints himself as coach. That's not a good thing. He then does this and shits on the team going into the Parramatta Eagles on Easter Sunday. Not a good thing. So it's just from top to bottom, it's absolute shit show. This team, although there is players who I'm not, like, I, I don't know, I wouldn't put it past them to put 40, 50 on us because they have halves that know what they're doing. Rob, uh, Shane mentioned a couple of names in there. Obviously, that's why we've got Mitch on. Are there any names in that eel side that you'd like Mitch to tell us a little bit more about? Uh, look, I, I definitely like to know about uh, that centre, Russell. I'm assuming he's taking Blake's spot at left centre. Would that be correct, Mitch? Yeah, that's right. Um, Wonga Blake was our Luke Brooks in many ways. The uh, the player people were calling to um, to find some time in New South Wales Cup. And look, Brad Arthur is is a, a you know to credit to him, he's a um, a stubborn <laughs> coach in in many ways. But he um, doesn't often drop players and. Um, we lost Bailey Simonson to suspension, so that explains Hayes Dunster's uh, promotion. Uh, but Sean Russell does take that centre position. Hasn't played centre in an NRL side before. Uh, the last time he played centre was in SG Ball, I believe. Um, so he's a Rouse Hill Rhino, if you want to know his origins, the club that Brad Arthur uh, coached. And he, he was uh, coached by Brad Arthur in the juniors as well, coming through the Rhinos, if uh, serves me correctly, on the same team as Will Penasini. Um, so what, what's his regular position, Mitch? So he's typically a winger. He uh, he was the player, you may remember, round one last year, scored a hat-trick at the first half and got his ribs caved in by a Jaden Campbell slide okay. in the corner. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Um, but we sort of joked for a long time that he had the best um, scoring record of any player in the NRL history because he'd uh, come on for one game, played 40 minutes, scored three tries and then disappeared for the rest of the, rest of the year. Yeah, because the way I look at our, our team, Mitch, our, our major weakness in that back line defensively for me is Stafford Tower at centre. So I don't know what this guy's attack is going to be like, but if, if Tower can hold his own defensively, then I kind of feel, you know, we're going to have a an 18-12 sort of scoreline. I mean, I'm hoping that and I'm hoping it's in our favour. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Tower's a, a real liability at centre. So... Yeah, that, that does concern me. Who was? I, I know you're not a fan of Wonga Blake, but I'm kind of glad Wonga Blake's not in in this week. Oh yeah, we are actually sort of reflecting in our sort of Eels group chat. The last time Wonga Blake had a, a solid outing, and it, it was few and far between. But with that said, he's he's had times where he hasn't made you pull your hair out either. Um, yeah. but you guys this could have been a good opportunity for him to find some confidence. Yeah, you move him around a lot. I've seen him on different wings, left center, right center. He he's never really settled in the, into a position properly, though, has he? 
Yeah, he's probably played his best footy uh, at right centre. Uh, I, I agree. Suggest, but he has, but he has moved. Uh, you are you're spot on. He, he was put on the wing by necessity last year because we lost Hayes Dunster for the season. Sean Russell was out, as I said. Um, Sevo was out for a bit as well. So we were down. Oh, Bailey Simonson had an injury as well. So we were down. We were out of wingers basically. So we put a centre out there. Um, yeah. I just just touching on something um, that Shane said a moment ago. That the idea of of going back to the future in order to sort of recapture sort of, um, you know, that winning feeling. Parramatta have very much tried that throughout the years, particularly the doldrums of trying to bring back the 80s, bring the, the 80s players back in, the 81, 82, 83, sorry, 83, 84, 85, sorry, one more time. The uh, Anyway, the premiership winning sides. 81, uh, bring 82, them back in, And, <laughs> yeah, you guys uh, obviously have the 05 feeling and that's still... Uh, very current. Uh, obviously, Benji only recently retired. I, I just don't think you can do that. We couldn't do it at the Eels, and and you can't do it at the Tigers to try and recapture that feeling. Now, Benji Marshall is a mis, you know mysterious. He's got a mystique and aura about him anyway. So that might be on a sort of separate level, sort of a, a, the equivalent of our Sturlow. Um, but sort of just trying to recapture and getting the old gang back together. You, you got to look forward. You can't look back. And Para tried it for a long time and. Um, only really got out of where we were um, because we started looking forward. And obviously you guys know that that's probably the best way for you guys too. Of course. It's a few, so the last five games. So 20 to 28 lost at Leichhardt round 17 last year and also Easter last year. Uh, that was our only win in the last five. So 21-20, the Easter miracle round six at Combank Stadium. Beating the Eels at Combank Stadium. Sorry, Mitch, but that's top five like best games I've ever been to, and I've been that to literally unbelievable hundreds. game, unbelievable. I can't believe what was it forty something meters Hastings kicked it, unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, we miss him. Uh, Twelve forty loss at Combank Stadium in round fourteen the year before, and then at Core Stadium we lost on Easter as well, thirty six twenty two, and then the previous year twenty four twenty eight loss at Combank. Look, at least we're not playing at Combank Stadium. This time around, I think we play you there. Do we play you there later in the year? No. You don't? We only play the Eels once this year. Oh, good. Really? What a tragedy. Um, yeah. Was that last game you. down the bottom yeah. there, the, the 2020, was that a – was that Benji's farewell? 28-24? Uh, yeah. that, that was. That was because my I son just, was born that week. Yeah. There you go. I was just, um, just ticked off. Like to see such a legend of the game just so ticked off at his team. I'm actually, if one thing, I'm really glad that that relationship is reconnected. It just feels right, I think, for the NRL world that Benji mm. and the Tigers are back together. So, um, you know, that's one shining positive for the last little while for you guys that uh, such a club legend has sort of been brought back into the fold. But yeah, yeah, there's the thing that hurts is obviously Robbie Farrah and Benji Marshall going in and out of the club by, yeah, and that was the same management uh, that's in charge now did that to them. So, I mean, I mean, 2013, Benji uh, wasn't, Pascoe wasn't around then, no. no. But um, obviously he went back out again under Pascoe's watch and then Robbie Farrah, of course, the whole saga with him as well, he should never have, yeah, should never have got 
kicked out of the club. I, but I guess the good news for you guys is that um, Pasco used to be at the Panthers and he left them and they're doing pretty well. So maybe it'll be the same magic touch when he uh, finally gets yeah. out of the West Tigers. Eh? Just getting him out that's a problem. Hey, Josh, just back on um, Paris' team for a second. One player yep. that wasn't mentioned who I'm really worried about as well is Josh Hodgson. Um, from his time at the Raiders, he was our he was the chief destroyer of us in all those times mm. we got absolutely murdered by them. So I'm I've got some concerns about how he's going to go because he obviously has a very very good matchup against us and he's obviously not in the prime form that he was back when he was at Canberra before his um, ACL injuries and all his other injuries. But I still think he's going to find a way to to tear us apart up the middle too. Unfortunately. Let, that's that's good news for me because uh, I guess uh, a lot of Eels had sort of mixed emotions about Josh Hodgson coming into the side. Obviously, he's was, is a crafty player. I wasn't sure if it was past tense or present. And um, at this stage, it seems like it might have been past tense. He's sort mm. of missing tackles pretty late in games. And um, Brennan Hands, uh, you may have noticed, has come onto the bench the last couple of weeks and has been a bit of a revelation, um, sort of spelling Hodgson. So, look, if... I actually do believe in in players having really good matchups against certain clubs, and um, I, you know, I believe that pretty strongly. Uh, look, you know, there might be an instance where I feel that Luke Brooks plays some of his best footy against the Eels, but um, mm. you might that might be countered by Josh Hodgson um, playing well against the Tigers. Yeah, South fans Moses feel find his run, well. finds his running game against us too. Yeah, okay. yeah he, he finds an extra gear. It seems against us. Yeah, uh, Luke Brooks seems to play well against South too. That seems to be. I think that's our like annual Luke Brooks game. So obviously keep the field goal uh, last year against them. Um, just while you've got it in front of me, I just might point out that Jermaine Hopgood, who started uh, all season in 13, has um, been pushed to the bench um, with Sean Lane's return, pushed Madison out of the edges. Maddo does play better uh, in the 13 jersey, but it's interesting that Hopgood probably, I'd say, one of our strongest performers, you know, um, rounds one through five. He's getting um, pretty gassed, so maybe the idea is to bring him on after 20 and just let him play the last 60. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting lineup with a, a couple of drops. No Junior Paulo, or Junior Barlow, I should say. Um, obviously against you guys due to suspension. So, look, we're down a couple of troops. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Mitch, you mentioned off-air, I think you're slightly – you're old enough to remember the, the uh, previous Eels – uh, premierships. So, do you remember the MLC phone Tigers back in the nineties at all? The I Sydney do. Tigers. Were you a Sydney Tiger at that stage? The MLC. We were. Tigers? Yep. We yeah, were. Yep. Love it. Um, you know when the Tigers jerseys look like Tigers jerseys. Um, although I must say, I I absolutely hated your logo for a long time. I hope no one here is involved in it. I love your new logo. I think that's an awesome change. I, I don't Are you talking about West there. West Tigers or Balmain? Tigers. No, so I love the Balmain one, hated the West Tigers one, love the new West Tigers one. I yeah, a lot of people disagree with us. I think all four of us like the new logo. Oh, a lot of West Tigers fans hated that we lost the claws. But um absolutely awesome. hated claws were I, thought was, I thought it was one yeah, of the I agree. In NRL, no offense. Uh, new one, brilliant. It's it's not hard to get a tiger right and you nailed it. Can you guys hear fireworks in my microphone? Is that coming through? I can just hear them. Yeah, it's but I've got headphones on, so I I live down the road. Just get fired and people celebrate. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> that's from Rob's house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I live literally 
like a stone throw from where the Easter show is, and they must be testing fireworks at the moment. But just as I'm about to do an ad read for Mobile Corp, so sorry to Stephen from Mobile Corp. Hopefully that's it now, and they've given up. Uh, so passionate Tiger supporter Stephen from Mobile Corp. So in the early days of the business, they were under MLC Phones, so the major sponsor of the Tigers in 1994. They say there's a saying in IT, there are only two types of companies, those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Mobile Corp is a family-run tech company that supports West Tigers and was even a jersey sponsor back in 2007. Mobile Corp is also, also passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats for an affordable cyber security solution, go to mobilecorp.com.au and shouts to our friend Shane Walker. He actually sent us a message after the whole incident today. He sent us a message on Twitter. He is not happy about this uh, Anzac jersey saga, nor is, I don't think, any uh, any West Tigers play, uh, past player or fan. So on to lower grades. Uh, sorry, the fireworks are really putting me off. Can, can, <laughs> I can hear is it, man. He, he, yeah. Um, New South Wales Cup. Uh, Magpies were playing Eels before the main game at 140. Uh, I'll just mute for a second. Who wants to talk about New South Wales Cup? Uh, I, I want to talk about uh, Josh Hodgson. There is no way he's going to do anything to us on Monday. I think he's slower than the QE2 boys. And Mitch would know that the, the try he scored against Manly the other week, it was like the parting of the Red Sea. They thought, he's so slow, he's not going to get there. And they just all left him alone. And he made that trip to the sideline. So I'm more concerned about Moses, who tends to have his best running games against us. And, and Quinn Gutherson, who, you know, I don't think I've seen a fullback in a long time who's got the anticipation that Gutherson's got. So... We've got plenty of weaknesses to worry about, but geez, if Josh, Josh Hodgson has a good game, as I'll be, I'll be like have my head between my knees. Seriously, like, <laughs> I, I just think he's. I agree with you. Like he's carved us up over the years with Canberra, but he's like two yards slower. Um, you know, as Mitch said, he's missing tackles. I, I, I just think they've actually got a bit of a problem there with Hooker. So there's there's really no reason why we can't win if the boys are mentally switched on and and you know have some confidence back somehow. But I just don't know where they're going to get that confidence from. Hey, right Mitch. Um, just on the on the Anzac Day game, on the, the Easter game last year between us, what did you think of the theatre between Dane Laurie and Clint Gutherson with the massive pile drive tackle into the into the end goal? And then I think it was uh, a bit of a shove over the sideline. In yeah, look, I, I love it. I, I, as long as it stays on the field and it doesn't get dirty and, and anything, I think we've seen some of the worst of that uh, recently where it sort of spilled into the after game. But if you're just competitive and, and working as hard as you can, look, as long as you can shake hands at the end of the day and look one another in the eye, I think it's fine. And look, I, I, I don't think Dane Laurie or Clint Gutherson would have been upset if either either one of them sort of walked up and offered their hand at the end of the game. So that that's the sort of theatre that I, I like watching to 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 and I think you guys having West Tigers fans, you want to see your team engaged in the game. And if they're going out and trying to beat their opposite man, then you know, more power to them. Um it's a physical game. We're not we're not here playing um, you know, noughts and crosses. We're here to hurt one another and to to get the better over your opposition player. And I'm absolutely all for it. Here, here, well Bloody said. To watch. 
So, as I said, New South Wales Cup, uh, they're playing before the main game at uh, a core stadium, 1.40pm kickoff. Our, uh, our old friend Dan Laurie, he's at, named a fullback there. Uh, Wakem's back in the seven. Will Smith in the halves with him. Any other names uh, in lower grades, fellas, to keep an eye on at all? Say Fafs uh, at lock there, but... Um, has how's Sione Fano going? Anyone got an answer? I, d- I, don't, I don't have an answer. He was fantastic in the uh, trial we had against Canberra. He looked like a world beater, but I haven't, mm. I haven't been paying attention to New South Wales Cup, mate. I'm struggling to watch first grade. No, no, <laughs> so, I'm just, so it's a little bit hard, but, you know, like meeting you guys this year, 0-5. I think we were 0-5 last year when we met you as well, but you guys might have been 4-1 and last year when we met you as opposed to 1-4. and Yeah, I remember it. Um yeah, in some of my nightmares and sort of Vietnam NRL memories, yeah. <laughs> uh, the flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey flag, we're playing against the Eels as well. That's at Lickham Oval on Good Friday at 11 a.m., a Good Friday game uh, for the flag boys. The juniors, so it's semifinals now for Harold Matz and SG Ball. The New South Wales Rugby League website hasn't updated who's playing. I think the only team that made it through, as you might be able to correct me on this, is the Magpies SG Ball made it through? I think that's correct. Hmm. I know it's one of the Magpies ones. I believe it's the SG Ball. I'm sure someone in the comments uh, will let us know. Oh, mate, uh, Prune on Twitter might get mad at us not knowing that. But, um, yeah, sorry. In... The women's, Harvey Norman women's, they're playing at Wenty against the Magpies at Ringrose Park on midday on Good Friday. And Tasha Gale, I'm sorry sorry to the Tasha Gale girls, they finished the season on the bottom of the ladder and I put a little wooden spoon there because their season is done and they finished last. Righto, Rob Sadama's time. Mitch, are you a, a punter? Do you like having a bet? Uh, only against Only against my own team. Against your own, t- uh, what's that called? Emotional, emotionally uh, hedging. Yeah, at least uh, I come away with something at the end of every game. Yeah, uh, Rob Shudamas, what have you got for us this week? Not betting on the Tigers again. Uh, look, I could probably go a same game multi, but I don't want to be a, a you know a traitor, so I'll, I'll just stick to another team. And I, I think this is a pretty safe multi, guys. It, it probably won't be paying more than four dollars or something, but uh, Broncos and. Tony Staggs and Selwyn Cobbo to score. The Canberra left edge is absolutely atrocious, especially with um, Shield Smith and Albert Hopawati on the left on the left edge. There, they're awful, and I just think these blokes could even get a, a double, let alone one each. So I think that's a safe bet. And you know, if you put the Broncos at uh, uh, in, you know just head to head, I think you'll get about four dollars there, and you know, whack a bet return on it in case one of them goes wrong and get your money back. Did your bet get up last week? No. Uh, no, I had Canterbury to win. I had Josh Adokar to score, and I had Karaz to score, and Karaz let me down. So I only got two out of three there. Uh, on to our tips for the other game. I forgot to update your scores. Sorry, boys. Um, so I am still leading the comp. I will say that I am a few in front of Is that uh, why everyone you're else. Your scores? Yeah, no, because <laughs> I can actually because I can actually see my score, whereas I can't. I can't see Rob's in there. Anyway, that, making excuses. Right, it's, 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 it's like pretty, you know. I just, I just Jumped and Pasco that answer. 
yeah, we're pretty used to our club deceiving us with facts and figures and stuff, mate. So it's all good. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night, Roosters and Storm. As an I gone Storm, Rob, you've gone Roosters. Uh, Mitch and Shane, feel free to tell us who you think will win in this one. I love the Roosters. I thought they were pretty good against us last week. And uh, Joseph Suwali'i wants to um, certainly yeah, remind us all that he's still got a couple of more years in the NRL. He was very, very good last week. Yeah, I Even think he's Sans Tedesco, I must say, though. Sans Tedesco is important, remember? Mm. Shane? Uh, I'll probably go Roosters. Uh, we've all gone Bunnies. They are playing against... Who are they playing against? Canterbury. I just think it's a tough ask for Canterbury having the last match of the weekend and, you know, going the extra time and backing up on Friday. And, and Souths are desperate for a win. So, mm. yeah, I, I think, I think that's rough, a yeah. pretty straightforward win. Yeah, yeah it is rough. Not, yeah, not much backup time. Uh, we've all gone Cowboys against the Dolphins. Does anyone want to go fins up at all? Oh, the dream's over without their halves. It's unfortunate, but uh, it's the way of the world. Uh, we've all gone Panthers against Manly. Yeah, obviously the reigning champs. Yeah, at home, hard to beat. Anyone want to stand up for the Silver Tails? Cr- crickets. crickets. <laughs> that answers it. Hell, hell no. Hell I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it'll be a lopsided score, guys. I think some of these games are pretty close. The, the Rooster Storm will be close. I think Penrith and Manly will be close. And obviously the Dolphins will be be pretty up for it too because the Cowboys are still missing some players. So, mm. I mean, I think the only one-sided game for me is the, the Broncos. Yeah, the the Manly, they're nine and a half start in that game. About right, I suppose. Uh, we've all got Broncos against Raiders. Raiders, I think Raiders, if we're going to catch anyone for the spoon, I think Canberra are going to be it. So, uh, we've all gone the Bronx at home. At Suncorp, no one, no one's thinking anything of Canberra. I just uh, don't see them backing up from the um, from the fifty-three point score they had put on them. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just can't see them coming back from that. Not, not so soon. I just, um, I'm just glad we weren't the first team to have fifty put on us. So that's that's always good. They're still missing White, and they've got a new bloke at, at five eight. There's, 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 I mean, they've got a good forward pack, but. They're a lot like us. They've got a decent forward pack, but they don't have points. So I think if, they, if they're getting 50 put on them at home, they're not going to do any good against the Broncos up there. Unless the Broncos, they played against such a shit side last week, maybe they're, they'll they let their guard down. Maybe that's the only hope the Raiders, the, the Tigers brought Possibly. their standard down. Yeah, uh, We've all gone Titans against the Dragons. That's pretty close in the betting, but I went them purely because they're at home. Yeah, that that would be the one I might disagree with you. I reckon the Dragons will get over the Titans there. Mm. Surprise back uh, at this with the Dragons. They've been all right. Yeah, that hurts us because we thought we might overtake them. But, but they're they're pretty rough, the Diamonds, though, guys, and George. And they, yeah. they played a depleted uh, Dolphins side last week. So, I mean, you know, it, it's really all up to Ben Hunt. If Ben Hunt has a blinder, they win. If, they, if he doesn't, they lose. Uh, this one's the closest in the betting. So Knights and Warriors. I've gone Knights. Robin as have gone Warriors. Uh, Mitch, who are you going in this one? Yeah, I I must say since COVID, the Warriors have been locked in as my second favourite team. Um, I, I 
can't, I'm just continually surprised about how consistent they've been this year. They've knocked over the Sharks last week. I couldn't believe it. From 20 nil down, um, the Knights shouldn't be anywhere near as good as they are, but somehow they keep knocking on the door of teams looking better than them. Um, I'll, have the, uh, I'll have the Warriors, though. Okay. Shane? I'll go Knights just because Jacko is a weapon and I love watching him make everybody at the Tigers look like a fucking fool. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Great reason. Great reason. And uh, this Monday, it's the first, it's the Monday after the first Sunday post full, first full moon after the March equinox. So that means West Tigers are playing against Parramatta and we've all tipped Parramatta. I'll have the Tigers. <laughs> Someone has I'll, to. I'll definitely have Parramatta. <laughs> is there, does anyone definitely. have any? Is there any reason of hope? We're four four dollars in the betting. Is there anything in this game, Rob? A try scorer or something? I know I've gone Steph. I got Steph up in the uh, which game at Leichhardt? Did he score in? I got that. Got him up nice. once. I got to. I got to keep writing uh, him. What's he paying this week? Steph is. Where is he? Anytime try scorer. Fifteen bucks with Alex Twelve. Hmm. Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, might... our best bet would be probably Junior Tupu or, or Brent Naden. I mean, our our left centre and winger, you know, they should have a, you know, they don't have the best right centre Parramatta so, and right winger, so I guess we're a chance that way. But, you know, with Parramatta, I mean, I always lock in Clint Gutherson for a try. I, I You know, normally lock in Sevo for a try and you can bet your ass Mitch Moses will have 100 metres running and a man of the match performance, but... You know, they, they could score anywhere, guys. Like, we've been susceptible to grubber kicks like we saw last week. Both Brisbane second rowers scored off block plays where they ran the decoy and, and a grubber kick was put through and we've got no one at home. So we've, we've got a lot to work on ha- having conceded 46 points. Like we need our defence to be better. But, you know, maybe if we score a try or two, we'd have a bit more confidence with our defence and have a bit more reason to defend. Our friend JD Tiger, he's said, can we please discuss the planned protest at the game and the thoughts from the boys on this? So there is a group uh, planning to protest at the game uh, on Monday. Uh, I don't think they've actually confirmed what exactly they are going to do. Possibly, um, I know in the soccer didn't, was it, who was it, the Wanderers that did the turn away and face away from the game? Or something. I think. Does anyone know much about this protest? I'm hearing. Yeah. So I'm hearing they're going to do either that, where they're going to turn their backs on the field for the 11th and 12th minutes, or go, there's going to be walkouts. But I'm thinking walking out is a stupid, stupid idea because you're paying for a ticket, so the club gets your money from your ticket, and you're just going to walk out. So that makes mm. no difference to the club whatsoever. Plus, yeah, if you I don't have a, none. a, a I've been messaged by the guy that's running this clean. I'm actually I've actually joined that Facebook page um, just to see what's going on. Really good bloke. Everything's being done in a peaceful way. What I suggested if they were going to do something was just have a have a protest pre-game outside where people are entering. You know, have your banners and your signs and and probably do it that way. Um, look, one thing that might happen if Pasco stands down, guys, there's a chance this might not go ahead. Because really all this protest is about is we want some change, uh, you know, and if we can't get change, that's why we're protesting. And if, if the CEO stands down, that's a hell of a start. 
So, um, look, I'm, I'm not a fan of the walking out after 12 minutes like um, Aaron's mentioning, although if that's it, is this our home game? I think this yeah. is our home game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our I, home I mean, game, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the tickets are paid for anyway. I don't think that makes a difference. But, I mean, I don't think we should be disrespecting the players. And, and I know this isn't designed to disrespect the players, but whether the organisers like it or not, it is. So I, I just, I'd just rather have a protest outside. I really would. Just have a protest outside the game. At least on game day, you'll get some coverage. There's no point protesting at Concord with 100 or 200 people or protesting at West Ashfield. So do, do it on game day. That's fine. But do it outside the ground and, and let the, you know, Channel 9 and Channel 7 and 10, you know, record you and have an interview with you. And, and you know, let's embarrass these officials into making some changes. Uh, just before we get on to the Patreon questions to finish, uh, if anyone would like to join Mobile Corp, Holman Barnes Group in sponsoring the show and like to have your, yeah, to reach out to literally thousands of West Tigers, suffering West Tigers fans are very loyal. We do appreciate every one of you listening every single week. So uh, podcast at westlife.com if you'd like to become a sponsor of this uh, show that you enjoy. I assume you should. You, you've listened. Uh, what are we? Eight, nearly eighty minutes into the show, and you're still listening. So I assume you've enjoyed it. If you listen this far, uh, people that do enjoy it is our beloved Patreon people. Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Uh, support the show. Join our Discord. The guys have dropped a few questions in there this uh, or today. Uh, Baxter VV69 says Pasco's copying all the heat. The rest of the board, the rest of the board is scot free. They're all the problem. Uh, Rob, I think this is a question for you. Yeah, I think I think you know even the guys on the board that aren't really, you know, up front or in the media, and and we know much about them. I mean, anyone that's just sitting there passively is just as much of a problem as as the ones that are active. But I just feel like. Lee and JP, even though Pasco's not on the board, I mean, he's a CEO. These blokes run the show and the other blokes are just yes-men. So, yeah, look, I mean, they're all a problem, but the biggest problem with our club is our governance and, and the structure and the fact that members and supporters don't get a vote. I mean, if we could all get a vote, we'd all be members. You know what I mean? But there's no point being a member if you can't change anything. So, look, I'm just hoping something happens in the next 24 hours with this debacle, you know, with Holsworthy Army Barracks. So... Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Tim Colgate, how much? How is it that an organisation can mess up so much? He's obviously referring to this jersey debacle. Ask the fans if they have any ideas about a jersey, submit options and select the best one. Then if it blows up, they can blame the fans. Haha, no brainer. Um, yeah, as it, it just almost sounds like it was rushed, a last minute sort of thing with his whole jersey debacle. Yeah, normally we'd see it announced a few weeks earlier. Um, all I can think of is that they just really... They either didn't care or didn't pay attention at the time. My money is probably on the former. Yeah, I reckon it happened. I reckon they were pushing hard to get all the Anzac stuff at the last minute. Anzac shit-canned it, and they've just scrambled to get a shitty design together to put out. That's what I actually reckon's happened. The design would have been... Pretty much the same, though, wouldn't it? I, I would think they would have done something different for Anzac Day. Had poppies, had all sorts of stuff, whatever. And that, that's what I reckon, because how could you come up with that? If you've had that much time to prep it, and that's what you come up with, I think you need to find a new job. 
Uh, ben Ellis has directed a question at you, Shane. He said, do you know what number Sean Russell for Parramatta is wearing this weekend? <laughs> oh, probably, <laughs> probably a four. That's a, that's a callback oh, to even, our... I don't even know. Our center, center number argument from, what, two years ago? About yeah. at least, what, seven, what, four wins ago? Yeah, I'll never four. forget it. I was it. at Cox Harbour that night. <laughs> um, Mitchie 101, I heard the next design for our commemorative jersey is the Marines landing on the beach at D-Day. When will it be signed off by the Pentagon? Is this true? So, uh, look, if you can't cry, you laugh, I guess. Uh, right, and lastly, our Benji Marshall member, so Shane Cowett. Uh, Hi, guys. I've got a question for you three. It's round 12. This, this would definitely be a Rob question. It's round 12. Is Sheen still our coach? Is Pasco still CEO? I'm thinking no and yes. Rob, you you reckon Pasco has gone in the coming days by the sounds of it? Uh, I don't know. I, I just think he can't keep his job, guys. I mean, bottom mm. line... They've lied. They've lied. On their statement, they've lied to all our members and fans. You just don't come back from that. As I said, if we were undefeated, it wouldn't make a difference. You just lose your job. As for Sheens, I don't know if they push him on. I mean, maybe if we're 0-11 after round 12, because we get a buy in between. If we're 0-11, maybe they keep Sheens on to take all the crap from the media I don't know. I don't even know how Sheens is. Yeah, I don't know how he would be there, but it'd be nice if they were both gone. But, you know, you've got to have guys in the, in their place that do the right job. There's just no point getting rid of them and, and not having the right men to replace them. As any thoughts on this? Uh, I I really hope... Um, well, I don't, I don't think Sheens is going to... Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think Sheens is getting the sack because um, he's obviously got the two years. Benji's the apprentice. Sheens is the master, as they say. Uh, Pasco, I really hope he's gone. I don't think he's going to be, but I really hope he's gone at least, like, come on, in a week or two at most. And Shane, anything? Any predictions? Shane Stradamus? I'm, I'm hoping they're both gone. Look at no predictions, just the heat's under Pasco. Like, instead of getting the stupid, oh, look at who the West Tigers have lost lists, there was a list that came up the other day that was, look at these recruitments under Pasco. And I'm like, what is like what is happening? The CEO is getting pumped for who he has signed. They're, they're putting the heat on him. The media is putting the heat on him. We have always been putting the heat on him. Now the media is hitting him as hard as we have been. They realise that everybody wants him out. Everybody wants years, him out. They're two years behind, Shane. That's why. That's the problem. They're <laughs> right, finally, they're finally figuring it out. Like, I actually don't know any... Like, I know a lot of Tigers fans, and I actually don't know anyone that wants him as CEO. Yeah, I, I think in terms of the signings, guys, the, he, well, the five big failures, the five things that he, he was a part of is, one, being a part of the... A, a company that got rid of Robbie Farah, who was still in his prime. That was just the most reprehensible thing this club's ever done. Uh, claiming that it was all on, you know, his age and this, that and the other, then signing Matt Ballon, who's a couple of weeks younger than him or older than him a few weeks later. So that was number two. The Reynolds and McQueen signings were done at, when we had interim coach. That is totally on Pasco. I know they've got committees, et cetera, et cetera. 
their PASCO signings. And the fifth one that people keep forgetting, we lost James Tedesco because Justin PASCO was too busy prioritising the signing of Moses Suley, who we ended up getting rid of anyway, like within months. So to lose James Tedesco is just unforgivable. And obviously, you know, Moses has gone on to bigger and better things. But let's be fair, guys. Tedesco wasn't that player at our club, was he? When he got to the Roosters, he succeeded. Mitch Moses took Mitch Moses took a couple of seasons to get used to it, and look at him now. Mitch, he's been in a grand final. We look at Isaiah Isaiah Papali'i at our club. He, he looks like just a park footballer. Stefano's regressed since Madge left. Like we're out, there's something wrong with our system at our club. Like a couple of players have improved, no doubt, but most of them go backwards. Teddy Teddy and Woodsy were playing Origin with Robbie when when they were here. Yeah, yeah, but, but they, weren't, they weren't at the height. So like Teddy, Teddy was no, nowhere near as good as we don't. When he we was don't know that in hindsight. We don't know that Tedesco wouldn't wouldn't have become the best no, player in the world. No, for no us. chance. No chance he would have with us. It's the system. The system is flawed at the Tigers. Anyone who goes to the Roosters is a better player. People who come to the Tigers are a worse player. Like, literally, look at the signings we've had. Like, we've had literally like probably the best hooker. And has he done what he's done at Penrith? Hell no. Because he doesn't have the people to work with him and he's not in the system that works. There's zero way ever that Teddy would have gotten to the heights he would have gotten to without the Roosters. And on that note, so we will be reviewing this coming game on Monday. We'll be... Tuesday nights, obviously we're playing Monday afternoon. Don't have enough time to get back from the game and all sorted. We need probably need time to calm down and think. If you thought there were swear words tonight, imagine if we went on air two two hours after the game actually finished. So Tuesday night next week to review West Tigers and the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Mitch, a big thank you for coming on. And yeah, as I said at the top of the show. What a week to! I mean, not that we've pretty much had drama at this club nearly every week, but um, yeah, thanks for joining in on the conversations of this club that we love to hate so much. And um, yeah, good luck to your fellas on Monday. Are you heading out yeah, to the thanks, game, man. Mitch? Sorry, am I getting out to the game? Yeah, yeah, yep, taking the whole tribe. So uh, we've got our, our tickets uh, already. Um, be good fun. Um, the oldest two boys, I got nine, seven, and five. They they enjoy the game a lot. Uh, five year old will be sitting there with the iPad and headphones on, I imagine. So that's money well spent. <laughs> um, but uh, no, thank you very much for having me on. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. And um, look, I, I nothing but respect for the the passion you guys have for your team and uh, the want that you have for it to uh, the situation to improve. So credit to you. Hope it gets better for you soon. Just uh, after Monday. Um, <laughs> Shane Shane's asking. This sorry, the Shane Coet is asking you, Rob, are you coming to the game or not? Are you still are you still gonna come? It, it or... might change if, if Pasco's gone by Monday, I'll be there. Okay. Uh, it's incentive for the club to sack With him. Bells so, on. I'll, and I'll be a member by then too. I'll, I'll get my member. <laughs> wow. Go straight to the tent out the front, sign up. Yeah, I just want um, to say a couple of quick things, Josh. Thanks go first for it. Th- thanks to Mitch. Um you've been fantastic and you and you know your team and our team better than most. And I just want to, to the West Tigers fans that are deeply embarrassed like we are and like a lot of people are out there, I want to apologise to all the armed forces that got embarrassed to be dragged into this crap that 
our club dragged him into tonight. We, we are all ashamed of it. We care about you guys. We love what you do for our country. And and for you guys to be embroiled, you know, in the in the gutter that is West Tigers Rugby League Club right now, I apologise on the fans' behalf that do care. And we do love you and we appreciate every one of you coming to, um, yeah, fan, fan therapy, as someone called it the other night on our Monday night episode. Uh, as you and I will be in section 107. I just checked our tickets, so if anyone's in that section... Uh, I might wear my Ballor jersey again, try and uh, see if I can make it a lucky lucky one this week. I might wear so, one of our actually well-designed Anzac jerseys. On Easter? It, well, it's only two weeks in advance. Why not? Kind of yeah. showing that the club can actually make good Anzac jerseys. Other yeah, than fair the, call. The actually, that, one. That's not a bad idea, is it? All the fans wear your Anzac jerseys this week. It is actually, I do kind of like that now I think about it. Like the club actually has colours that really suit a, like a sunset design. Mm. And now yeah. I think 2015 and 2017 and 2018, all of those Anzac jerseys had that trait to the design. Um, and it looks so, so good. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you out there. Maybe, maybe Rob will be out there. Shane, you're not going to come, are you? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I am and not I am not sitting through that shit. I said that after round one. I will not sit there and watch that. I love this team. I hate this club at the moment. Okay. I, what if I love this guess? team, I hate this club. That's I I'm not gonna support this club in any way, shape or form. If you want to hurt them the most, hurt them in their pocket. Cancel your memberships, don't buy merch, don't go to games. That is what how you Pat- hurt this club. That's how you get Pasco gone. Can you give the Pasco promise like Rob has? If Pasco goes, Sheens gets fired, and Brooks gets dropped, I will go to a game. Those three okay. things happen, I will go <laughs> to a game. All right, we'll see Shane in 2026. Uh, so on that yeah. note. <laughs> uh, again, there, thanks, Mitch. Is your, um, yeah, so much for coming on. Good luck. See you on Monday. And to all our fans, we'll see you Tuesday night. Uh, boys, Mitch, obviously you don't have to partake in this part of the show. We always finish with um, a little line and everyone in the comments say it too. Boys, as always, go the Tigers. Go the go Tigers. The tigers. Bye, Pasco. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at Patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm.